Hello, and welcome to Being KB with me, Kaylee Booth. I am here to be your bestie when your bestie's not here. This episode is about routines, schedules, why all of this is actually important, especially for your mental health. I want to apologize for saying like so much. I will be working on this. I didn't realize I did it this much, but now I know. So I'm going to take pauses instead of saying like in the future, but I hope you enjoy. I have been thinking about this a lot as I have delved into adulthood. I'm now five years out of college. Five years? Yeah. 2017? Yeah, five years out of college. And it takes some time to adjust to adulthood and the real world. Because in college, you're just fucking around and your schedules change every semester and nobody knows what's going on, really. And you're like staying out late, you're drinking all the time. Not that I drank for most of college, but either way, staying up late, exploring the city and whatever, going wild. And so I've been thinking about this as I've become an adult, about how I want life to be and how to like elevate myself, how to be a better person, how to be better for myself. And to actually like push myself and develop and especially like when you're getting into the working world and you're, you're like trying to hustle, not that I support hustle culture, but you know, you're trying to be successful in every avenue of your life. So fitness, work, home, your home space, relationships, all of these avenues you want to be doing well. Usually most people are trying to improve these things at all times. We're all trying to improve. We're all trying to become better people. And part of this I've realized is not letting future Kaylee do all the work. You know, there's like two different groups of people for the most part. The people that are like, oh, I'm going to do this now and your self will be happy that I did this now. And then there are the people who are like me who are like, eh, that's a future problem. Like, future me will have to deal with that shit. I don't care. And it's not everything, and it's not every day. Like, you know, some days I'm like, okay, we need to do the dishes now, right after we cooked. But there are a lot of times when I'm like, ah, I'm dropping out of grad school. Hmm, I'm going to have debt to pay off. But that's going to be a future me problem. For that, well, that was complicated, I guess, because if I had gone through grad school and didn't use that degree, I also would be paying off more debt, and that would also be a future problem. But it's easy to be like, oh, I'm going to jump into school and borrow money, and, and that'll be a future issue to deal with. And then when the issue becomes a now issue, you're like, fuck, why didn't I think about this? And I definitely tend to be somebody who gets into stuff out of like worry and panic. Like I'm like, oh, I'm running out of time. Oh my God, I I need to do this now. And then I dive into something that I like should not have. I've applied to business school, uh, education, higher ed, 
school. These are all grad programs in higher ed and business in law school. I've done all these things. I've taken all the tests. I've done them all. And I genuinely at the time was like, this is the best path for me. But instead of maybe like doing more research, I just dove in. Because when I'm worried or or scared, I need to do something with it. And this is something I learned in therapy. I am somebody that I hate just being and I need to be doing. Um, and I have a lot of shoulds hanging over me. So I'm like, oh, I should do this. I should do that. Everybody does this. Um, and that has really negatively affected me. And that's really negatively affected me because, first of all, shoulds are just the outside world telling you to do or not do something, which doesn't make any sense because we shouldn't be doing anything. It's our lives. Like, there's no should. It's just if you want to do it or you don't want to do it. So you should do it if you think you should do it, but not if it's like outside forces telling you you should. So I have a lot of shoulds in my life, and I do have a lot of anxiety that makes me like jump into things so like during the pandemic I was like I need to do something I need to do something so I like started studying for the LSAT and like taking the test and applying to law school um instead of just like taking care of myself and and trying to like find a new routine and help myself so I've realized that I instead of like jumping into things that I don't need to be doing that maybe like, yeah, maybe one day I'll go to law school. But that wasn't going to be like a now thing. Like I didn't, I don't need to do that now. I shouldn't do that now. I'm 26 and I have time to do law school if I want to. And that's inevitably why I pushed it off because I was like, oh, if I want to help people and I want to be a lawyer who's like doing public sector law, like it makes no sense to have $200,000 worth of debt or whatever. I don't know, maybe more. So. It has become, it's become very evident that I have this problem to me. So I've realized that in, I have the drive to do things. I just focus on the things that I shouldn't be focusing. I'm focusing on things that are like are somewhat outside of my control so that I don't have to feel bad when I fail at something. It always comes back to fear of failure with me. So, or feel of unworthiness or feel of fear of rejection. Those like three things. This is, again, a fear of failure thing because if I'm focusing, and I do this even with the news, like, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. Terrible thing happening. And nobody ever thinks, I'll be like, look at this on the news, look at this on the news, blah, 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 blah. And focusing on that and having discussions around that. And my boyfriend's like, why are you talking about that when you could be talking about a, B, and C, that's happening in our community. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Like, I could be doing something. And instead, I'm focusing on something that's out of my control. Like, laws and politicians and that kind of shit. So, I've realized as I've gone through therapy, and I'm not in therapy now, FYI. I don't have insurance. But as I went through some therapy for, like, about a year and a half, I dug into these things and I realized that all the bullshit that everybody tells you to do that's going to make your mental health better is actually true maybe not like the crystals and stuff I don't know if like 
not everything on Goop will work, but a lot of the shit that we did as kids, we still need to do as adults. My boyfriend says this to me all the time. He says, our needs haven't changed. Like, from when we were a kid to now, our needs have not changed. They are the same. You get cranky when you're hungry. You get cranky when you're tired. You need naps. You need whatever. Like, you need to sleep. You need to eat. You need to, like, have fun. But you need downtime, too. And your parents used to regulate all of that. Your parents used to be like, okay, bedtime's 9 p.m. Okay, you, maybe kids woke up when they wanted. But if you had school, you woke up at a certain time. Bedtime's a certain time snack and lunch you eat three meals a day your no parent is not giving their kids three meals a day even if they're impoverished can't even afford their own food they'll give their kids three meals a day and they won't eat like stuff like that like kids get three meals a day they have bedtimes no matter who they are rich poor anything in between everybody has their parents doing this stuff for them so they do this and then you get to like college and it's the first time you, you know, in high school, your parents like relax a bit, but they're still kind of there. And then when you get to college, it's the first time that you have like no one to tell you what to do. And you're just like doing whatever you want. I remember the first like couple months of college, I was like staying up so late every night, skipping class. And I just was like trying to make friends. So I would stay up as late as they would. We'd all stay up so late because we were just trying to make fast friends. And we, you know, you go out all the time. And it's definitely like you notice it the first, like, I need to stop saying like, you notice it freshman and sophomore year the most where people are like, where people are staying out super late notice it freshman and sophomore year when people are staying out late and then junior and senior year people tend to fill out a bit and senior year you're like ready you're like i need i got a job lined up or or i'm trying to apply to jobs i need to get out of here and you see that because we're such a culture of in america at least we're such a culture of like you can't do this you can't do that do this do that no drinking and then you let all these kids out and they just like go crazy and they have we're not taught like how to be adults at all really certain kids are obviously there are plenty of kids who have to be adults because their mom's always working so they have to take care of their siblings people like that but at least like suburban middle class suburban kids we all i think we're kind of babied and Even if you did chores and stuff, like, you, I don't know, I got myself up at 4 a.m. for swim practice every year, junior, or every day of junior year, well, for the season, and so I did do some of that, but I wasn't really scheduling myself. Like, school was scheduling me and my sports, and then the rest of the time was, like, doing homework and then hanging out with my friends. So I just didn't really have the time to fuck around, and then college, you have time and Obviously, you have to go to class and your job if you have one. But besides that, like you can fuck around as much as you want. And even if you do have class, a lot of people just stay out late and drink and party anyways. And then they just show up drunk or hungover or either one. So you go crazy in college. And then you come out and you're like on a schedule again. I remember being exhausted my first job. It was a few months after I graduated. And I was just so fucking tired all the time. 
because I was working every day again. And it was eight hours a day, every day. And it was just so, so exhausting because I forgot what it's like to sit in one place for eight hours a day, like school. And it's worse because in an office, you don't like move from class to class like you did in high school. So I was so exhausted all the time. Eventually, like three or four months in, I was okay. But I just remember being so exhausted because I wasn't used to having that schedule. And this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about routines and my advice about them because they are so important. Because when, I mean, there were so many people depressed in college because all we were doing was drinking, which is a depressant. All we were doing is doing drugs. I didn't do drugs, but, you know, tons of people were doing drugs. Also not great for your mental health or your brain. So everyone was just drinking, staying up late, not eating right. A lot of people gained weight in college. A lot of people lost weight in college. Like everyone was just like trash to their bodies and their mental health. And you're living with people constantly and you don't have any boundaries. And as you get older, you have to redevelop these things that you were doing as a kid. But now you don't have a parent telling you to do them. So you just have to do them. Otherwise, you're going to feel unmoored all the time and I felt that way a lot during COVID because in New Orleans I was working there after after college for a few years and I started getting like a routine I figured out like how to work out with my friends and do certain things so I kind of had more of a routine and I was going into the office every day then during the pandemic obviously all of our schedules were fucked we were all staying at home most of us didn't have any kind of schedule anymore. It was weird. We didn't know what to do with ourselves. And I was in New York City, so that was obviously even more stressful just because I didn't even feel like I could leave the house for a walk because you're running into a million other people. I really got fucked up during the last few years. My schedule changed. I started working from home most of the time. And then I was going in the office every other week for a couple days. And it was just, I just had no schedule. And then eventually I left New York. I got out of that job. I'm back in Chicago and it's better. And I'm like, why is my life better? And I'm trying to think about it. Obviously, like being out of the pandemic or like on the upswing of the pandemic is great. Like we are doing better. I can go out without a mask. I have freedom. But I was like, why is this better? And I was like, okay, what are the things that have changed? Well, A, I don't have to spend a ton of time on the train going to see my boyfriend or flying to see my boyfriend. We were long distance flight wise for the first few years. And then we both lived in New York, but he lived in Long Island. So I would have to take a train for an hour to go see him. And it was exhausting, just like mentally and physically. So my boyfriend and I were in the same place. Our... We finally lived together, which was nice. We didn't have to, like, waste travel time. And what else changed? Well, I have a stable job again. You know, there was a time when I quit my job leaving New York, and I didn't have a job for, like, two months. And so I was, like, reading a lot, but, again, I didn't have a schedule. And now I'm like, okay, what has helped me? With my mental health, my mental health is so much better lately. The last two months, I've lived in our, we've lived in our apartment downtown in Chicago for the last two months. And we already have new friends. We've already found places that we like to go that are like kind of go-to restaurants or coffee shops or whatever. And we have stability. 
and stability is what need. And I am somebody, like I said earlier, I fly by the seat of my pants. I hate stability. I'm like always good at changing. You know, one of my top strengths is adaptability. I love, I'm very adaptable. I am flexible. I can change at the drop of the hat. I do spontaneous things. I'm cool with all that stuff. I'll change my plans. That's the kind of person I am. And that's great, but that can't be my whole life. And some people do live like that. Some people live in their vans and travel and do this. But the, but the reality is even then they have some sort of routine. You know, they wake up at 6 a.m. They do their coffee. They drive wherever. So I realized, I think I was like, I always wanted to be sp- fun and spontaneous and whatever. But I can't be spontaneous without some sort of routine. And routine sounds so fucking boring. And stability sounds boring. But we, like, crave that. We're humans. We need community. We need stability so that we can make a community so we can feel comfort and good. And I'm the type of person that I'm always trying to push myself out out of my comfort zone. But it's like, I'm doing it too much. Again, I don't have balance. And so much of life is balance. Adulthood is all about balance. And that comes from stability and routine. Because it's easier to be balanced when you have something to kind of ground you. So these are my tips for creating a routine. Because everyone needs one. I don't care if you're like me where you're trying to fucking live your life like a crazy person. You need a routine. It's going to keep your mental health up. And if you don't want your mental health improved, then I don't give a fuck. Don't listen to this. Turn this off. But if you do want your mental health improved, which I think most of us do, like our whole millennials and Gen Zs, everyone's like on TikTok being like, "Mm, I'm so sad. And I'm like, yeah, we're fucking sad because of social media, because we don't regulate ourselves, because we're just like flying by the seat of our pants. And we're addicted to a bunch of bullshit that we shouldn't be addicted to. So, of course, we're fucking depressed. But this is not new. Like, every generation has some shit that tries to unmoor you. And you just need to stay grounded by doing something that keeps you grounded. And for me, it's routines. For me, it's it's doing things that I know I need. And you have to write out, like, a values list. Figure out what you need and value and do those things. I personally love fun and joy and community. And to get that, I need to not stress about all the other bullshit I have in my life. So I have to keep everything organized and together so that I can then do my fun, joy, travel, friend shit. I think life's about joy and having a good time. And you can't do that if you're constantly like stressed about cleaning your apartment. So. We need to have routines, basically. That's me convincing you that you need a routine, too. Even if you are, like, you know, what are they called? Manic Pixie Dream Girls. Manic Pixie Dream Girl, to me, I don't really know what it is, but I just, I'm just, like, sometimes I look at these things that teens, like, aspire to be or, like, like they're, like, oh, they look up to them or they think they're, like, super hot or great or whatever. I don't even know. I'm like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Because it seems like a bad thing. But teens love it on TikTok. I don't get kids at all. And maybe it's not teens. I don't know who created the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. But to me, I'm like, oh, somebody that just has a lot of mental problems who dresses like a little girl, like Ariana Grande. 
I'm like, there's clearly more going on there. There's like some trauma or some weird shit. Honestly, I'm probably speaking out of term because I don't really know what a manic girl is. I'm going to look it up right now. Manic pixie dream girl. Manic depression, then manic pixie dream girl. Is manic pixie dream girl like a reference to manic behavior? Okay, let's see. Wikipedia says it's a stock character type in films. It exists solely in the fevered, fevered, fevered imaginations of sensitive writer-directors to teach brooding, soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventure. Oh, so, yes. Okay. So it's like um, John Green looking for Alaska. Alaska was a fucking twat. Like, I don't know anybody who read that book. Even when I was a fucking kid and I read that book, I was like, she seems like a bitch because she did. And she was like, you have to be she was just like manipulating this boy into like thinking that she was this like deep person or whatever and it's like this is what i hate people people put this kind of behavior on a pedestal and it makes no sense i'm like it's not cool to be depressed it's depressing it's not like if you have ever actually felt so horrible that like you are suicidal and all these things that's not cool that sucks that's bad and I get that there's like they're trying to like create a community or bond, but this is not the way to do it. I think getting bonding with people who will help you get healthy is how you do it. Like nobody's running around being like, I'm an alcoholic, what's up, bro? Like people do joke when they're not an alcoholic, but when they are, they're like, Oh, nobody's like doing that. Like, get it, bro. I get wasted and pass out every night. Like, that's not fucking cool. And that's why people go to AA or whatever to try to have like a community to help them get better. I feel like like, hanging out with other people who are like depressed and manipulative are not going to help you. Anyways, back to what I was talking about. I don't even know how I got on this topic. Manic pixie. Well, anyways, if you are like a person like that who's like spiraling and having mental health issues and you think it makes you deep. This is a thing with like musicians too. They think like being depressed and mentally ill helps them with their art. And even like comedians, they think being mean is funny. And I'm like, all of these things are not true. It's just like the easiest way to do it. Maybe it might be the easiest way, but it's not the truest way. Like there's, there's a better way that won't damage who you are. So if you want to get mentally healthy, do a routine with me. And this is mine. So I always say, for me, you have to start with figuring out what you value. What is your time going to go to? So like write out all the things you value, exercise, cooking at home or going out to eat, whatever, Um, spending time with your family, spending time with your friends, spending time dating, um, reading books, hobbies, whatever it is. List it all out. There rate those things what is most important what is less important what if what is like oh i can do this on friday nights because if i you know if a friend spontaneously texts me to go to a concert that night and i have plans to do this like reading for example if i have plans to read on a friday night but my friend spontaneously texts me to like go to a concert okay it's that's lower on my values list than friendship. So like, I'm going to go do that friend thing. Or if you're like, 
oh, you know, my family always does brunch Sunday morning and somebody texts you, some friend texts you and is like, hey, want to go do this jazz brunch? You'll be like, oh, sorry, I can't. I'm doing something with my family because family to me, I value my family more than my friends. And I'm not saying you should value these things more or less. I'm just saying this is, is an example. Um, I don't even have my values list anymore, but it's a good thing to do. Write it all out. Figure out what's most important. And then from there, put that into your weekly routine. I always start bigger. A weekly routine is easier for me than a daily routine. And then you can get smaller and smaller and smaller. So weekly, you're like, okay, Sunday, I spend with my family. Sunday, we always do morning brunch. Um, and this obviously changes. It's not every week. Maybe it's only every other week. Maybe it's every month. Maybe, oh, this week, it's Father's Day this weekend, so I have to do it Saturday instead of Sunday. Whatever. I don't know. I know Father's Day is on Sunday, but, like, so it's Juneteenth. You're like, maybe I really value Juneteenth and I need to celebrate that, so let's Saturday with my dad. So, for example, this is my schedule. Monday, work all day, podcast. Tuesday, work, improv. Wednesday, work, spin class, podcast, or have fun. Thursday, volleyball. Have fun after that. Friday, spin sometimes or free. Saturday, spin, then free time. Sunday, clean, prep for the week. And included in all of this, I walk my dogs every day. The dogs help. Dogs make, you have to have a schedule because the dogs have to have a schedule or otherwise they fuck around. So every day, 1230, I walk the dogs for like 15 minutes. It's quick. It's easy. That's like an everyday thing. Oh, well, every, that's an every workday thing. And then on the weekends, it's different because my weekend schedules are different than my weekday schedules. And that's fine. And then usually Thomas comes home, my boyfriend, and we, maybe we go walk the dogs after work. You know, so that's, we have some free time. We have some flexibility there, but it's a general schedule of what I'm planning to do. And you can put it, get a calendar and put it on the calendar. That helps. We have a whiteboard calendar so we can just do it. And it's also because we now live together. So we need to know what each other's doing. So like we can know like, oh, are you going to be gone after work? Okay. You're not going to come take the dogs out. I'll take them out before I do spin or whatever. So having other people in your life does make you be structured. And I think kids, you know, kids and dogs that really fucking, you really got to get it going although having one dog might be easier we have like puppies that are stupid and run around and do terrible things even though they're not puppies anymore but yeah so get a calendar that'll help so tip one write your values out tip two do start with a weekly routine for me i knew i really value seeing people each day and talking to real humans which is part of why i'm doing this podcast because i don't talk and my vocal cords are literally weak so I, doing the podcast, great, but I know I need to see real human beings each day. So I have scheduled into my life things to do, improv, volleyball, social things, because I work from home all day and I need that. Before, when I was working in person, I'd work in person and then I'd come home and do my own stuff because I needed to be alone because I was talking to people all day long. 
Um, so, you know, it depends. You need to just pick out what you what your needs are. You also need to know your needs. You need to know your values and you need to know your needs. Are you introverted? Are you extroverted? Do you need, like, if you have high rates of depression, you need to work out. You need to get in the sun. You need to take walks every day. You need to do something. So for me, also, I need sunshine. That's why I'm not going to last in Chicago very long. So I take, that's why I take the, the dogs for walks every day, too. I need a little movement in my day because I'm barely walking. And I need to take the dogs out. And I need sunshine. So especially in the summer. So then, yeah, tip two, set up your weekly routine. Use your needs, use your values to figure out what that weekly routine will be. Obviously, certain days are more important. Monday afternoons or nights, Monday evenings are not the prime slot for a friendship, you know? Maybe they are for you, though. But for most people, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's that prime real estate, you know? Thursday through, eh, Thursday through Saturday, probably prime real estate. Maybe you do dates on Sunday. I'm a big first date on a Sunday vibe because if you're liking it that's it's still a weekend and if you're hating it you're like eh, tomorrow's monday or thursday thursday is also good for dates so plan out your weekly routine your weekly schedule my next piece of advice is have some sort of morning routine wake up and go to bed at the same time every day that's a must you have to do that and i get it like sometimes you go to a concert you go out you stay out late okay that's fine but most of the time, go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. Do this because this is sleep is so important. Sleep, if you look at studies, sleep does so much more for you than anything else in the world. And you got to do it. Sleep, eat, sleep and eat and water, work out. Those four things are really important to everybody. Everybody just your functioning. And so sleep, go to bed, wake up at the same time. Your mom's not going to tell you to do it anymore. So you just do it. Your phone has things that tell you when bedtime is. So just set it and do that. I always do that. And I have a morning routine now, which is new. I've never really had a morning routine. I wake up, brush my teeth, get dressed, make my bed always. I always make my bed because it makes me feel like I accomplish something every morning. I... I did have a goal to not look at my phone until my like bathroom stuff is done. Like I go pee, I brush my teeth, I wash my face. I had a try I was trying for a while to not touch my phone until that's all done and I got dressed. But lately working in a startup has kind of fucked that up because like we I get messages like random times and I want to check them and I I really should set that boundary, but you know, things happen. So maybe that's part of your routine. Don't look at your phone until you had your coffee. Give your time, give your brain time to think. I saw this thing on Instagram that said, oh, the minute you open your phone is like letting 30 people into your room in the morning. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if 30 people just walked into your room every morning? And it is. And, it, and that was, you have to treat your brain space like, a, like your bedroom, you know? So... That is probably really important. Give yourself time to wake up. Give your time give yourself time to like adjust humans again. Some people maybe like that. Maybe, you know, people who live in New York, they wake up and they see a million people every day. So that's kind of exciting, but it's also kind of exhausting. So it just depends on the person you are. So wake up. I, I wake up, I do my bathroom stuff, change, 
bake the bed. Okay, done. Clean. That's all clean. Then I go fill up my water bottle, my water cup, whatever. Um, sometimes I throw a liquid IV in there if I'm feeling dehydrated or a noon. I like those two. Feeling dehydrated. And then I'll make my chai tea. Start working. But if I was a smarter person, I'd wake up a little earlier and give myself some time to chill out and relax. But sip on my tea. But I, I start sipping and working same time because i'm just like i got shit to do but yeah that's that's it that's as simple as a morning routine needs to be get up make your bed make tea and i do the same thing for my tea every day put the kettle on whatever it boils pour chai tea it's a bag of chai tea pour it in there wait five minutes for it to steep timer goes off take the tea bag out put the honey in it i'm not a big honey fan but Thomas got me into a little honey, put a little honey in there, put a little oat, almond milk, whatever in there, stir it up, wash the spoon, and then I'm done. That, and that's enough of a routine. Those steps that I do every day, just putting the kettle on, turning it on, setting the timer, all of that stuff, that is enough of a routine for your brain to just be like, this is calming. This is, we've done this before. We know what we're doing. You don't have to think you can... Just do it automatically and your brain can kind of like adjust to being awake. And I think especially this is so important because we work and are just on line on the internet, on screens all day. So our brains are constantly being overstimulated, like bam, 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 constantly. So you need to give yourself time to adjust and not have this be inundating you all the time you know you need to give your brain a rest and most of us can't even focus at all so we need to give our time ourselves time to focus on something as simple as making a cup of coffee or tea in the morning my tip my third tip is that three yeah morning routine and that's i said my fourth tip also which is go to bed and wake up at the same time every day yeah so that's i mean that's those are my tips I think having a routine is so important. I definitely think having, finding out your values, writing all this shit out. It's like, sounds so annoying. It's just like when people say, oh, like, keep a gratitude journal. Like, I write my gratitudes every day. But our brains need that because our brains actually hold on to bad memories and bad events more severely. Our brains are obsessed with holding on to negative events and negative feelings because we want to prevent that from happening in the future so it's like important to keep you safe it's a defense mechanism so people are like oh write a gratitude journal and that is honestly it is great it's a good idea or just journaling in general because you need to like clear your brain out you need to give it a reset and having a routine keeps things clear instead of being like oh like when my office gets messy because i'm like not cleaning it I literally lose my mind. I'm like, oh my God, I can't work in this. Like I have a million sticky notes everywhere. I want to kill myself. I can't do this. And we know it. The worst thing is we know these things, but we just don't want to do it because it just feels like a lot, especially if you're already feeling depressed or during the pandemic, I was like, I'm literally just surviving. So I get it. Like if you're just surviving right now, that's okay. But the reality is once you can get a little bit past surviving, 
you need to do these things to help your mental health to keep you from getting in that negative space again. It's just so important. And I think there's a lot of kids that don't have this guidance. So then like as adult as, as adults they're either like super super, you know, straight-laced and like this or they're the opposite where they're like again still don't have any kind of stability. And then there's people who are like just don't think they need it. But the reality is like we do. We all need it. We can't just be living the way we're living. We can't be online scrolling till 2 a.m. every night. We can't be staying out drinking till 2 a.m. every night. Because there's people who do that and they everyone's like, wow, how do they get everything done? How do they do that? And they're the ones like crying in their shower every other day. Honestly, this has helped me so much. And it's so much of this is like, oh, I'm not feeling anxious about doing these things anymore because like I pushed past the anxiety that I was feeling originally. And sometimes it's your environment. Your environment changes. Like New York was really anxiety inducing during the pandemic. And even in general, like if you, I in general have a lot of social anxiety. So being around a million people all the time can be anxiety inducing and or it can be very lonely because I made friends in New York, like Chicago, not New York. Like the minute I got here, I literally met some new people and they followed up with me. Like usually you're like, oh, I'll get your number. We'll get coffee. And they never talk to you again. That's not what happened. I've, I've like met people very quickly here. And in New York. I literally, my only friend was like my roommate and my sister's friends and then one of my friends from college who moved there. Like, I didn't really make a lot of new friends. I met, like, some coworkers, but, like, in general, I didn't see them very much and I didn't make a bunch of friends very easily. So it's also the environment. It's what you're used to. It's what you like. So much of it is about your values and your, and your like, needs. So I think... Really take some time to sit down and and think about these things. And I hope listening to this has helped you because I have gotten immensely relaxed lately and it's given me the ability, like because I'm not constantly thinking about surviving or even like just dealing with day to day. Like I used to, during the pandemic, I was like, oh my God, laundry is exhausting. Like I can't do this. Showering is exhausting. And of course, we're all feeling like our adrenaline and our everything is up. Our cortisol levels are high constantly. So we're, everything feels like life or death. I get it. But even just like before that, I was like fucking around so much that I'm like, oh, this feels like so much work. And it's not. It's really not that much work. And the more you just have a routine of it, it the more you're like, oh, this is normal to me. This is what I do routinely. It gives your brain so, so, so much space to do all this other stuff. Like, everybody talks shit about that mug that's like, oh, you have the same amount of hours in a day as Beyonce. And of course we don't. Like, a million people have to survive. People have to, like, do things to survive. And people are, like, literally poor and don't have nannies and all this shit. So obviously that's not true. But the thing we can do for ourselves to give us more time and more energy is just like keep everything that is should be simple simple aka making your coffee making your bed cleaning your apartment doing your laundry if you have it scheduled it literally makes it so much simpler and just doing it consistently so it doesn't build up and then you have to spend a whole day cleaning and doing laundry and dishes and all the shit 
So it really is just having that routine makes it simple. It's given me time to podcast. It's given me energy to podcast. It's given me so much of my life back. Even though during the pandemic, I was sitting in bed constantly watching TV like 24-7. So it's not that I didn't have the time, but it's I just didn't have the mental energy and the capacity to do that. And now I can. So I hope if you are struggling, that this helps you, that you take my advice. Because I'm the queen of being like, that's bullshit. Fuck you. That doesn't work. Like, fuck everybody. I don't, I, I'm, a, I'm suspicious of everything. People saying this shit. Like, you know all those, like, fucking Jay Shetty. I love him. I literally love him. He's like a meditation guy on, online. He used to be a monk, and now he's, like, famous and hot, and his wife's hot. It's really funny, actually. But he is, like, the celebrity guru guy. And I was like, you know what? Fuck that. This is stupid. But I actually like what he says, and everything's nice. And following him on Instagram, he just does nice shit all the time. And so I'm like... I don't know. Just it's just nice to be able to think freely and have time and and really that kind of stuff like meditation has given that back to me because my brain isn't like spiraling all the time. Although it depends on the day because obviously my first podcast I was all over the place. But we get better each week. We try, we focus. Some days weeks will be better than others and that's okay too. But we just need to try our best and we need to schedule ourselves and uh, i don't know i just hope you guys get something out of this if you don't it's okay and if you're like fuck you it's okay and if you do great if you're already like this great some people i mean people are like i have talked to people who are like oh i schedule my showers like i schedule and it's not like oh i work out so obviously i'm gonna shower it's like they're like oh i schedule or I write it down in a journal i write every like minute down in my journal and i'm like Cool, that could be fun. I mean, great for somebody. To me, that's a little too much. I just need some sort of routine. I don't need every minute of every day scheduled. I just need a little bit, a little bit of stability, a little bit of scheduling. It's really helpful. So for me, a weekly, a weekly is great. And then in the morning, while I'm doing my morning routine, I think about all the shit I have to do today. And then that's kind of like my daily. And work's different. Maybe we'll jump into that in a different podcast, how to schedule work stuff. Because I have learned some beautiful tactics i think organizing your computer with like folders and stuff like i love that shit because digital organization is also a necessary thing for your life to be better but we'll talk about that at a different time i love you all i hope you got something out of this i hope you felt like you were getting advice from your bestie and you know if you didn't that's okay too but have a good one love you (laughs) 